0: so you want to be as close to these as possible okay they're pretty good though i mean yeah. they... do we just have these okay. so yeah yeah really we uh wow. at some point in time johnny bought them for um, uh, for vocal mics mm-hmm. i mean they're they're great vocal mics he probably got them during covid time okay when was streamed. Because they're great, they're great for that. Yeah, but um, uh, not. I mean, they're great mics, period. But they're they're really kind of the mm-hmm. penultimate, the uh, uh, the penultimate mics for podcasting or or broadcasting or things like this.
1: Yeah, and they're yeah. not at all.
0: I mean, you hardly notice them. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I just say if you were just using one, would you need because this is like to combine it. Into one file kind of? Or is...
0: This is two separate files.
1: Okay,
0: So you're on one track and I'm on another. The one we had before was my daughter's podcasting mic or computer mic that she uses. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more like you can set it up singular. I think that you can with these two, actually, Um, the settings in the back. Or you can set it up more for like a, a room mic. So we set hers up for a room mic and used it. Um, but you get a lot of background noise. Yeah. You know. And it's hard to isolate the vocals, as opposed to this is a little easier to, to do so.
1: So you have both just running together. Yep. And they're just kind of nice. Okay. Yeah, two
0: separate tracks. And it just kind of, you know, that way, um, if I have to change the EQ on one, I can. Yeah. Uh, which is good, because Pastor Justin's voice is really hard to mix. Okay. You've heard me say that before.
1: In there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know
0: why it is. There's something about his voice.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Well, and I was just thinking for, like, video stuff. Because that that thing I've got is not the best. I mean, it puts it on, like, an SD card and then, but, like, something like this where. But you can't, like, you don't have much control over it while you're recording. So it's always like, a, gosh, I hope we got hope we, it. Hope we got it. <laughs> I'll see when I get back to the office if we actually got it. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and so far we've gotten lucky, but I know one of these times it's going to be like, hey, we got to meet again, and you know, just because mm-hmm. I don't have any control over, like you can switch. the I guess I could. You can put a headphones into it and sure. listen, but then you're, I don't know. It's just not very user friendly for that. Yeah, but it's really like a two person job, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Ends up being that, yeah, like a TV show. You know, you got one guy, yeah, holding the boom with headphones on, yeah. You know, yeah, that's what you would need. You know, it yeah. sounds, it sounds. Usually, sounds pretty good though. It, it does. It does has been good quality sound, but but yeah, it's always like a hope and a prayer as we.
0: Could you imagine being like a wedding photographer or a videographer? Oh gosh, the stress of
1: that, <laughs> oh, yeah, especially
0: back in the non-digital days, like when you're yeah. just getting film. Like an old camera, <laughs> like an older camera. Yeah. From our youth. Okay, from my youth. Because yeah. <laughs> your youth was everything's digital already.
1: Into that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had the big uh, shoulder video camera, the... Oh right, yeah, like the like the
0: like the like you stick the tape Put in on and all VHS. that. Yeah. So um, and you don't know. So like, yeah. did we get it? Did we not get it? Yeah. Um, that's terrifying as opposed to now, at least you can see, like you can even like on a camera, you can snap it. You see like there's the image, right? True. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day of film, like you're looking through the view, the viewer, click, 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 click. You don't know what you got. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. How many times did, did that not happen? <laughs> like where, where they didn't wow. capture the moments?
1: Yeah. <sighs> I guess you just take a ton and hope you got, you probably did a lot of extra shots. Than you need or maybe on.
0: extra cameras or stuff like that too. Yeah, I used to think that singing for weddings was like a super stressful thing. Yeah, you know because you don't ever want to ruin somebody's day. Sure, yeah. <laughs> their big day.
1: It was great. Like but your the... <laughs> voice cracks. Yeah, the
0: music was terrible. Um, <laughs> a funny story about that actually. A friend of mine sang for, uh, sang for a wedding, and this is way back in the day, probably thirty years ago. And, uh, I wasn't there for it, but when the wedding was over, my friends came back and I was like, how'd it go? And my one buddy goes, he just <laughs> looked at me like, I go, what happened? And he's like, the solo oh,
1: man. Was, was brutal. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> they like needed he, you there.
0: <laughs> right. Right. That's, that was like before the, before the time I think I even, Care to, but you don't want to ruin somebody's. You don't want to be the distraction of the hmm. or the thing that people remember because it was really bad,
1: yeah. Ooh. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that would be really stressful for you to only get one shot at it. Right? Or you don't want to be the pastor that ruins you, do. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't you have one coming up this month? Uh, I think it's like your first wedding. Well, I think Justin's gonna do that. one. Why? So, did you I, back out of it? No, he he kind of took it back, he doesn't trust you. Maybe uh, the story was he he felt like it was his responsibility. To, that's true to do it, but that's true. Yeah, but I think he just doesn't. Try. No. <laughs>
0: no, no, I'm I sure. think it, it's
1: it's sort of like
0: um, you know when people book me for for something, mm-hmm. um, they expect that it's going to be me. Yeah, you know, and if I have somebody else like Nate or whoever playing in my place, then it's. Uh, it's not that it's not as good. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. not it's just not me. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. No, see, I think yeah, I think he felt that he should be the one to to do that. And and that gets into kinda like I'm not ordained yet, and so it's like what what can I do? What can I do? And so that's I think maybe. Oh, he part didn't of want to get too, in trouble. <laughs> that's what <laughs> it
0: was. I, I don't know, yeah. Brady, do you know this is our opportunity to talk about him? <laughs>
1: that's he's that's not true. here that's true he'll never know <laughs> well, eventually he will, but you meet if other people as after the well he'll he'll listen to this you eventually. think he'll listen i don't, I don't know we'll see <clears throat> he's a busy guy
0: yeah i don't know that he has time to listen to <laughs> tomfoolery and
1: silliness yeah. <laughs> I got all the time in the world I don't know he usually makes time for tomfoolery and so <laughs> 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 there's usually he, he makes a way, so he makes a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, he has to, you know. Since Johnny left, he has to be the,
1: the,
0: the office, jokester and yeah, prankster. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. I, you, you know, it was fun. Um, so the wedding this weekend, um, Nick and Zarina got married, and Johnny was doing the music. And beforehand, uh, we were talking and chatting, and, and I was just kind of, kind of fun to just kind of see that. That um, interaction between those two again because they just feed off each other. Oh, totally! (laughs) Yeah, they're both children. (laughs) Is why (laughs) it was. Yeah, it was was good though. They're both little
0: kids. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's that's Justin's. Like he has to take that on now. He has to be the prankster, and which is kind of a tough role if you have to be the serious pastor guy. Yeah, and also,
1: yeah, you know, the jokester. That is, yeah, that is an interesting combo of. The role's there. Yeah. Hmm. But maybe I can be you. Yeah. The <laughs> joke show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like to have fun, but I, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've got that in me to be the joke show. I'm too serious, I think. But Are you? Um, yeah. Have you always been? Um, I don't know. I, I think as a, I was kind of goofy as a kid and yeah, somewhere along the way. Seriousness kind of kind of took over. I, I, I'm not really sure how it happened or when it happened, but, yeah, I don't know. It became more of a, was it like teenage years, college <clears throat> years? Yeah, I think teenage years probably. Um, I, I went through a, a period of time in late elementary school where um, kind of got picked on a little bit or ma- made fun of, and it was just, I think that kind of, I don't know, maybe... Took some of that joyfulness away. It made me more self-conscious, I think. Mm-hmm. So it made me be a little more measured of like, okay, what can I, what side can I show people? Like it, it, you know, It still to this day, I think it impacts how, it takes me a little while to kind of open up or be comfortable with people. Mm-hmm. Maybe for that reason. but Yeah. So, At a time yeah.
0: where you, where kids are more self-conscious anyway. Yeah. You know, like late elementary, early middle, like middle school years <clears throat> where mm-hmm. you're just trying to like fit in and find your way. Yeah. Through things. Yeah, it's a it's a horrible time. Yeah. It really is. Like, uh, like we see it every day mm-hmm. with our middle school daughters. We see it every single day or oh, something. Yeah. Whether it's them mm-hmm. or somebody else. Yeah. You know? And it's, ugh.
1: Well, I think it's gotten worse since, I don't know, since I was young. Like, I, I think about us, you know, just as, as we have young kids that are going to be getting into that, like, I do. I personally do not miss those days at all. Like I have no desire to, to go back to those times and those. Yeah, those were not the glory days. They were not. I didn't feel that way about high school either. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People. I, I know people who are like, oh, those are the best years. I'm like, really?
1: Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> I if,
0: yeah. If that's if that was it. Yeah. But and I didn't love it. I didn't love the experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't love school. Yeah didn't love studying. I bet you did. I bet
1: you loved studying. Um, That's, yeah, I I was a little, I was kind of nerdy in that, but I don't know. In high school, I kind of was more kind of skating by. Like I, I could kind of do up to a point, like up to like junior, senior year, I had to try, start trying a little harder. But, um, but once I got to college and beyond that, I, I don't know, I kind of odd, but I just, I really enjoyed studying. Oh, that's, that's really strange, but I kind of, I think as it got into more stuff I was interested in. Like I in college I did a lot of science classes. I really uh, kinda got into that and um yeah. So
0: I tell Logan that too. You know, he's a great studier, he's a good student. Even though he doesn't love it. He used to love it quite a bit and then that uh, turned at some point in time. Um but looking into his next year when he goes off to college, I said you're gonna be able to focus a lot more of your efforts and energy In, in areas and classes and studies that you're interested in, Mm -hmm. and so that's that's great. It's kind of like having a job that that um, that you love, Mm -hmm. because it's it's not you know the more you pour of yourself into it doesn't really feel like work so much.
1: Yeah. Does he know what he is going to study or what he's interested in? Or well,
0: he's interested in music, but not teaching it and not performing it.
1: Okay. All right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, okay, teaching, performing. What's
1: that? <laughs> What's next? Yeah, you know, writing, creating. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, production. Nice. We talked quite a bit about that. In fact, he's got a project. He has to submit something to one of these schools that he's interested in um, for admissions, <clears throat> in which he has to create something. He has to create, wow. and they they might give him some direction on that, or it might just be kind of free.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to work together on that um, coming up. But you know, that those first, those early years, I don't know if this way it was for you, but those early years in college, it's like, you think you know what you want to do. Like, you're, you're almost forced into, like, okay, you got to oh, yeah. go to college now. <clears throat> yeah. And so what are you going to study? And you're like, I'm still a kid. I don't mm-hmm. have an, any clue, you know? Yeah. Um, 80% of college freshmen change their majors yeah. before they graduate. 80 percent
1: yeah that's That's... a big decision i i I changed twice not like a huge departure but i was going to do physical therapy and then then Mm -hmm. i was going to be a high school science teacher and then ultimately ended up doing like pre-optometry to go on to that but yeah it's uh yeah those are stressful decisions too like i look back i'm like it wasn't i mean it is a big deal but i look back at the time it seemed like Man, if I don't make this right decision, my my life is over. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and look at you now. (laughs) Yeah, so you changed four times. Really? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah.
0: I fully expect that he might, um, he might change early on, Um, but that's that's okay. I think you know. Again, just going back to where's the interest. know what are you Mm -hmm. interested in and once you start getting into it and you you also get around nate's daughter experienced this too she went to school um this this is her first year away and and um she had an idea of what she wanted to do Mm -hmm. she got into it and then you're also surrounded by people who are doing that right yeah and i think part of you determining if this is really what i want to do is seeing the other people or experiencing or getting to know the other people around you and you're like yeah, this, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. Maybe
1: this isn't Interesting. what I want yeah. to do. Yeah. Like, it's not even just a thing. It's the other people yeah. around you. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, though.
0: Because I, I think that there's particular personalities that are drawn towards certain mm-hmm. um, industries or certain fields of study. And um, you might might be the anomaly, but you also might find out that I'm nothing like these people. Mm-hmm. And so maybe <clears> I won't enjoy this as much as I
1: as i yeah. thought i would yeah but physical therapy huh
0: that was the first
1: one yeah yeah what moved you away from that um as i guess the the change for that honestly some of it was physical therapy allowed me to not have to take as many of the, the tough chemistry classes like for pre-med oh and really so, yeah so so unfortunately that kind of led to my decision which uh, yeah I look that was a silly reason to make that decision but but it kind of kept me away from some of the the tougher classes which I eventually had to do anyways when I changed back but but then yeah going into teach I think that was kind of um kind of my first experience with like feeling called towards ministry of some kind. Like I wanted to teach at a Lutheran school and, and teach science and just kind of help kids, you know, cause science and faith are, I don't know, kind of a bad battleground at times sure. like, and kids are unsure of how they fit together. And so I thought that would be kind of a good, good fit and something I was interested in doing. And, um, but then I think what you're saying now I got into the education classes and I was like, I I don't really fit in with with these people. Like, I don't know if I have the heart to be a teacher or something about it just didn't quite fit. And so then went back into the kind of the pre-med route, pre-optometry route and um, really, really enjoyed those classes that I was trying to avoid on the front end. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I I can
0: assure you that I would make a horrible teacher um, (laughs) largely because I think I hated the experience. Yeah. I did not enjoy yeah. school whatsoever. Um, or you so, could
1: be like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it differently. I'm sure. going to do all the things that I hated. Or I'm going to fix or upon all the things that I hated about school. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I coach. Yeah, there you go. Because you know, yeah. I still get
0: enough time with, with the kids and can teach and, and help and, 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 and all that without mm-hmm. having to be stuck with
1: them yeah.
0: for seven
1: hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> and you get to be outside and they get to be outside and they're, they're getting their energy out. That yeah versus for sure. being stuck in a classroom and yeah. Yeah, it would be fun.
0: Cameron, you know, Cameron does the Ignite program for the academy mm-hmm. like your daughter does now. Yeah. yeah. And that has been oh man. He's smart. Um and I can say that. I mean I'm his dad and I'll say that he's smart but like he's, I can tell he's smart compared to some of my other kids. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I'm saying that in, in relation to some of the other kids, he's he's yeah. smart. He just does pretty well. Mm-hmm. And but he was he was not happy in school mm-hmm. uh, up until we made the change, took him to Concordia, and uh, it was really his choice actually. Wow. And yeah. got him into that uh, ignite program, which we didn't really know much about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But for those of you who are unfamiliar with it. It's, it's, uh, it's basically like, um, a micro school. Uh, and the one that he's in is second grade through fifth grade where Mm -hmm. kids learn at their, at their level, at their pace. And, um, it's, it's really good because he's, he's always been, you know, since third grade, he's been in class with older kids, Mm -hmm. which is, which is good for him. And he's also able to, um, move around a little bit which I think is tough for little boys when you you know in, in a typical elementary school setting it's like you're sitting here and this is what you're doing oh yeah for this for this long it's and that's not tough. natural like it's that. not yeah little girls are a little more inclined to be able to sit and sit still for a certain period of time um, but boys are are not you know mm-hmm. and they're less mature than girls are at the same age as well they mature at different rates uh, but he loves it it's awesome and he's doing it so well. Um, we're, we're just extremely thankful for the Ignite program and for, um, uh, Mrs. Marty who developed the program and brought it mm-hmm. to, brought it to Omaha, brought it to the Academy. Um, and I'm sure that you might be yeah. experiencing something similar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Maddie, our, our oldest, she's really enjoyed it because they, um, so that was the second to fifth grade and they started a new kindergarten to first grade, kind of similar model. first year teacher, Mrs. Blomberg I think she's doing a great job and, and Maddie's really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I got to go to the classroom because each week they feature a student, like it's like student appreciation week for a particular student. So all week they get to like bring a, a toy to share and then they, on on Friday then it's like the culmination of it all where every kid goes around the room and says, what do they appreciate about that student? And Maddie happened to be the first one that was featured, so I got to go and be a part of that and tell her what I appreciated about her too. And and you could just see too the kids were you know having fun. They have a chance to create things. They like made a band and made instruments out of like cardboard boxes and stuff. And they were playing a song and it was, I mean, it was, I mean, it was not the most beautiful music, but it was cool to see just their creative uh, just that opportunity to be creative and kind of work at their own pace. And, and so yeah, I, she's liking it and I'm excited about it too. And, Hope it works to keep her in that mixed classroom all throughout. So
0: I would love to see that program carry on past fifth grade. Yeah. You know, for like sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah. Um, I think are maybe the more difficult years of a kid's K through you know, K through twelve oh, sure. experience. Yeah. And so for for kids and I suppose that it's a little bit like that, at least at Concordia it is where you know, there's some combined classes where Leah, who my daughter in sixth grade, has classes where there are some seventh and eighth grade kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I love the concept of it, and and Mrs. Marty is she's one of the best. I mean, I've never awesome yeah. I've never seen anything quite like this, and just experienced the uh, the uh, the joy. I mean, mm-hmm. my fourth grade son loves going to school.
1: That's yeah, that's awesome.
0: It's crazy to me, yeah, and he loves his teacher. um I loved my teachers, I didn't love going to school. I loved some of my teachers,, yeah. but I didn't love going to school. I mean, it yeah. was a drag to get me there every day um but shortly after he started last year in third grade, um it was really evident to me that mm-hmm. this was going to be a different experience for him, wow, and
1: yeah, oh man yeah, and that I mean that puts you at ease, and I mean he's able to i'm sure learn so much better if he's, if you're enjoying being there and, you know, yeah, that's half the battle. I feel like at that age is just getting them there, getting them there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's kind of like church, Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Just gotta, just, just gotta, gotta, gotta get them get, there. Just gotta get people. Right? It's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> half the battle. Yeah.
0: Not that I'm yeah. equating the, uh, churchgoers to <laughs> elementary school kids or anything.
1: Yeah. Interesting. The stuff that's that's good for us, right? That that we need are the things that, that we resist. Try to resist and fight and run away. For. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I had I gotta admit, I had that that experience yesterday, where I just could not get to my daily prayers.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. And I well, I told you that I was like super tired, right? Yeah. So I was up <laughs> a couple nights ago from two thirty to five thirty. Um, and then slept for an hour and then oh, that man, was...
1: that's, yeah, that's terrible.
0: And so I was uh, in the typically my morning time for prayer. Um, I was so out of it
1: that mm-hmm.
0: I couldn't do it. And I was also like filled with anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. which would be a great time to go to go in prayer, but I was almost too anxious to do it.
1: Yeah. Just couldn't get there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm it's my mind. I'm thinking that's, yeah, getting to the thing that you need most, and I'm certain that you know the enemy is active in that, trying to keep you away from that lifeline that with God and man. But you you bring up sleep, and I don't know. From a young age, sleep has always been like a big deal to me. I think it's because like, I kind of got that from my dad. Like he, he he always calculates how many hours he slept. Like, you know, how'd you sleep last night? Oh, I got about seven and a half, you know, and and that kind of rubbed off on me too. Like, so I'm always like to a point of, it almost stresses me out. Like if I don't get to a certain level, but like, I I don't know if I don't have sleep though. And, and having kids has really reduced the, you know, the amount of sleep that you get. And so like, I'm on this kick over the last few weeks of like, I'm going to do everything I can to like squeeze every last minute of sleep out of every night. Like I, like I just, I have to make an effort to, to get more sleep because I feel like I'm a different person when I, you know, when I sleep enough, but well, we, were, most talking people probably
0: are, we but. were talking about yesterday how when I'm up too late or if I get up in the middle of the night, suddenly I'm like, okay, I got to get, I got to get to sleep because if I don't get sleep now, yeah, then I'm going to have a really rough, you know, whatever. <laughs> And then the more you stress about it, the harder it
1: is. Oh yeah, that's oh a vicious cycle. Yeah, you get I get more and more tense. Like okay, now if I fall asleep now, I can get five hours, and then that hour goes by. Okay, four, and it just yeah just
0: makes it worse. I I gave up at one point, and so I just started watching TV, and I'm like, okay, what can I find? I'll find something that'll be easy to go to sleep to. Yeah. So it can't be the office.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because I'll laugh, and
0: also the jink the theme song will. Like, because it's always louder than the actual show. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, like, wake me up, you yeah. like, I'm drowsy, drow- you know, dozing off, and all of a sudden, and Diddle-de, 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 Diddle-de. you know. Um, so I landed on Naked and Afraid. Have you ever watched that?
1: <sighs> I, I've seen, I've never actually seen the show, but I've seen, is it a Discovery Channel? Or? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I've, I know I've seen previews for it, but yeah.
0: Okay, so the concept is that they take a person, two people... And they drop them off in the middle of some awful place, mm-hmm. away from civilization, and they have to survive for 21 days. Wow! And they give them, they give them like two. You can bring two items. Right? Okay. So most people bring what? Well, their Bible. No, okay. yeah. they bring <laughs> they bring like a fire starter. Yeah. Because you got to have that, right? And um, and then like maybe a machete or something to chop down, make yeah. a shelter.
1: And so, you, and you're also naked. So you get because clothing would be one of the items. No, you can't you bring, can bring clothing. Oh, you can, okay, can't. Can't bring clothing. Yeah, you <laughs> okay. can make your
0: own clothing while you're there, but you oh, can't okay. bring clothing. So the people now it's blurred out. Okay, this isn't. Yeah. That's not HBO or anything. <laughs> like it's the Discovery Channel. So, but they they get driven or dropped off into the middle of nowhere. They have to disrobe, and then uh-huh. they got to track to meet their ultimate partner, and then survive for 21 days
1: so they're not together to begin with. They no, have to find each other. They have to find each other. Okay.
0: And um it is so intriguing to me because I know that I could never I could never do it.
1: Oh, I could no. never do it. Yeah.
0: For two reasons. Number one, I'm indoorsy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and number two, I like clothes. Yeah. So yeah. for those two reasons, I couldn't do it. Um but you know, nature's trying to kill us all the time. Oh yeah. So like they'll show snakes and spiders and predators and all bugs and all these things right
1: yeah. and
0: and i've i've watched the show enough um where you know people get they have to get lifted out you know like yeah. medics have to come in because they're sick or
1: cuz like an injury bit by a snake or yeah so, injury yeah. or a so spider the, or something or
0: one of the first seasons um they had a producer you know they go and they, and they um, will look into a specific area to say, okay, would this work? Is, mm-hmm. it, is it too dangerous? Or, you know, is it sustainable? Is there, is there any kind of water source whatsoever? Even if, yeah. if it's like a stagnant, disgusting, still okay. push, right? Yeah. And one of the producers got bitten by a snake.
1: <laughs> and I think they lost their foot. Wow. Okay. Or leg. So this, they're not messing around. This is like... Yeah. This, how do they film it? Like, are people, are there camera people with them? Or so
0: there are camera people with them during the day. Okay. And then at night, um, they give the people a, uh, like a handheld.
1: Okay. And
0: so at nighttime, it's just kind of a still shot, not a person, and they give them like a handheld, where they can, mm-hmm. like, if they hear something, there's a light on the camera, they can, you know, look around yeah. because at night that's when the predators come out. It's yeah.
1: great, dude. Well, on no clothes. I mean, every leaf that like touches you, you're, I, I would. I, yeah, I could. I would be thinking, "What? Okay, what is that crawl on me?" Like, right. And yeah,
0: I mean, when a fly is in my house, I want to lose my mind. I want to lose it. Like I can't in flies, yeah. you know, or gnats, or anything like that. Yeah. And I, like these people are laying on the ground,
1: and bugs yeah. are crawling all over the, bugs. Couldn't do that. Although maybe you get used to it after a while. I, Allison had a cousin that, I think it was when he was still in high school, like went on this adventure trek in Australia, I think. And like they, it was a serious trek. I mean, they were swimming in the rivers and like, and afterwards I was like, how, you know, how in the world did you do that? Because, I mean, in the rivers there's things like crocodiles and I, I mean, yeah, snakes Snakes. or, and I just, and I can't, I think maybe someone in their group got like a gash on his head. I can't remember this, like got injured or something and they had to, like medevac them out but i don't know i mean it was an incredible experience for him but i mean just to survive it i feel like is like half the half the accomplishment is like you survive just survive that's yeah the stakes are a little higher when that's the the goal is to just survive but
0: <laughs> i'm i suppose you, you you do whatever you have to do you get stuck in an environment where like well yeah but if you asked me to like take my shoes and socks off and walk out in the parking lot <laughs> for a little while, I'd be like, Oh, my feet hurt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> These <laughs> yeah. people are dropped off in like the jungle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it'd be It's different to like voluntarily do something like that versus, you know, I don't know. There's a plane crash and now I have to survive on a deser- deserted island. Like I have no choice. Like I'm going to do everything I can to survive. But right. To go seeking that out is yeah. Did you see Castaway? Yeah, that's that's the first movie that came to mind when I was <laughs> thinking about that. The, yeah, the part where he has to get his tooth out—that oh. was—I always think about that. Like, could I? Could I do that? And I guess you would have to, because yeah, the alternative is not great either. But
0: yeah, like you, an infected
1: yeah <laughs> tooth,
0: which is an infected mouth, which is you know
1: whatever. Yeah, yeah. but I, I guess. You do what you got to do in that situation.
0: But that makes me think of a completely unrelated, but also related movie, uh, Jack Reacher. So there's a scene. Did you ever see Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise? Um, I I did. Yeah. It's been a while though. So there's one of the bad guys and he's talking to one, to the big bad guy Mm -hmm. and the big bad guy is trying to see if this guy is loyal, you know, the little bad guy. And he's like, okay, well you did wrong, but I'll tell you what, this is how you can make up for it. Show me your loyalty. I want you to chew your fingers off.
1: Ooh!
0: Bite your fingers off. Yeah. And he's like, I I can't do it. And he's like, e- essentially, like, I'm going to kill you if you don't bite your fingers off. Yeah. This is kind of morbid.
1: Yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, edit this be, out.
0: Yeah, but be. the guy couldn't, he couldn't do it. And he knew, yeah. he knew the big guy was going to kill him if he didn't do it. Mm. And he couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> let's pivot. You, you hope that I, yeah. you hope to not find yourself in those situations, but yeah, yeah. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. On that note, sorry, Brady.
0: <laughs> no, that's yeah. Whoa, we, <laughs> I don't know where my mind's going to go. Was like, I don't know how we got there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's. It's October. It's kind of Halloweeny. Yeah, you know? true, yeah. true. I don't yeah, know about that. It works. <laughs> let's let's transition and talk about um, Justin's message mm-hmm. from from Sunday. New yeah. series, yeah. Um, And this is great because, like I said <clears throat> earlier, um, he's not here. Yeah. And so, how often do we get an opportunity to really judge the guy? You know, <laughs> yeah. without the the iron fist of his ruling us, yeah. r- hoarding over us. <laughs> Uh, but new series, um, dream big, uh, really is the is the the topic um, mm-hmm. for the next many weeks, and talking about um, something that that I think is is difficult for a lot of churches to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, which is where your heart truly is, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in in what will be kicking off a campaign uh, for uh, for Grace Hills Dream Big. But difficult for sure, and I think the way that he opened it up, and, and I'm looking forward to hear your, hearing your thoughts is great. Uh, where he said, for anybody who's visiting today, or <laughs> you're new here, you're probably thinking, oh, great, yeah. <laughs> this is my first oh, day," yeah. and they're going to talk yeah. about <laughs> how much money I want to give, you know? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really well done um, by Justin, and and absolutely, yeah. Interested in in what your thoughts are about
1: mm-hmm.
0: about the topic. Yeah. Um want to talk about why it's important for sure, but yeah. just get your, your thoughts on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that it, it is a difficult topic. And I think for me, I'm almost a little surprised at how difficult it can be for people to talk about it at times. Not because it's easy, not because I think it's easy, but I, I don't, my experience growing up in church was, it was never really talked about a lot. Like, grew up in a really small church out in rural Nebraska. And so I don't know, we, we didn't really have any like big building campaigns or anything like that. And it was, it was a very simple operation and stuff. And so it wasn't talked about a lot, but, I, but I can understand where people are coming from because, you know, depending on your experience coming up, maybe that was something that you did hear a lot of or, and, and I think over the years there have been abuses in the church where that um, at times, that has been kind of manipulated out of people and maybe they felt manipulated or, or maybe, you know, they were really bought in and then something happened. And, and, and so I I think for, for Grace Hill Church, um, we've always wanted to be a place that people felt welcome in. And and that can be maybe one of the first things that makes people not feel welcome, you know, when, when they come in and, 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 um, we want to, I guess in some ways give people an experience that was different than maybe, some of the bad experiences they've had in the past, if they have had those. And so I really like Pastor Justin's approach of just saying, you know, it's kind of a necessity. We we have to talk about it at some level because at the end of the day, like the church does operate on on funds and, mm-hmm. and donations from other people, but but it, it doesn't have to become the focus. It doesn't have to become the end-all be-all. And I just appreciate that also we lump into it that it's not just about the money but it's about all the resources and and things that God blesses us with from our, our time and our talents and, and all of those things and, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good way to maybe disarm the conversation is like hey there it's this is more than just about money yeah. like you everyone has something that they bring to the table and, and everything that everything that people do bring to the table does have value for the mission of the church and how the church operates. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think one of the, that's a great point. And one of the things that that Justin says pretty regularly is how many volunteers it takes Mm -hmm. for worship to take place on any given Sunday. Yeah. Um, And it's, you know, 30 to 40 people volunteering their time.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. Not
0: just showing up and writing checks, so to speak, but but um, this is this is post having to set up and tear down at Tiburon. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes thirty to forty people just for worship to take place the way that yeah. that we want it to happen.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: And we're not doing anything crazy. We're not pyrotechnics. Yeah. We have a laser light show yeah. going on <laughs> during worship. In um, some in some. Ways, I, I bet that's really surprising for people to to learn that it still mm-hmm. takes that many volunteers uh, on a Sunday with with what could seemingly pre- be um, uh, construed as or viewed as a pretty simple yeah worship you know yeah
1: yeah and and I think for me seeing from both sides you know we were members of the church for a couple of years before joining staff and. I think that was surprising to me about just how much has to get done. You know, I, th- I think there's kind of that misconception that, you know, church workers, they just work on Sundays, right? But yeah. there's so much going on during the week, you know, trying to get people plugged in and, and just the different activities that we try to do to, to get people connected to the church. And so it, it is surprising how much how much effort goes into that, how much how much of a need there is for people to, to be involved in, in doing that. So. For sure.
0: And, and back to your point, which is, you know, it's not just about, um, the amount that you give financially, but of your time, mm-hmm. you know, and time is is pretty valuable. I, I think we can both um, relate to, and, and maybe you'll see this even more as your girls get older. But um, you know, we're we're constantly running around. You know, if it's you know, dropping, taking kids to school, picking them up. Um, taking them to their activities, you know, mm-hmm. making sure they're fed. You know, the weekends. You know, maybe it's tournaments the entire weekend. You yeah. know, maybe it's just wow. like different kids and different activities, different places, different times. And and we do that because we love our kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. we
0: want them to experience things that are good for them and that um, that'll fill them with joy and, and make them confident. And so we we invest a lot of time into our kids, money for sure, but time too. Mm-hmm. And so you know, thinking about you know, those who, who invest, you know, five to six hours on a Sunday morning
1: yeah. volunteering
0: just so that it's a good worship experience for, um, for people to come into Grace Hill.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, a,
0: that's a huge thing, especially when there's a, a late football game.
1: Yeah. Right? A late, <laughs> yeah. a
0: late home Husker game
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: riddled with penalties that extended it um, for people then to, to show up you know, in the six o'clock hour on a yeah. Sunday morning.
1: There's a lot of night games. Right. The next three, yeah. 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 That's true. And
0: that yeah. does, you know, it, it impacts, um, it has the, the ability to impact um, the number of people who, who show up to worship. But mm-hmm. I think it also just shows you just the commitment to those who are willing to give their time and, and talents
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: to, to this church for the sake of um, the cause of Christ and advancing the kingdom through the ministry of Grace Hill. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Justin said, you know, where, where your heart is, right? So God wants our heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And one of the questions that he asked was, what would it look like if, if you loved God with all your heart?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It would look, it would look different. Yeah. Right. Life oh, yeah. would look different. Yeah. How you spend your time would look different. How you spend your money would look different. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think the other side of that too is there's value in presenting those different categories because not everyone, not everyone is gifted in the same way. But I think not everyone is maybe challenged in the same way. You know, for some people, time might be just too much. But hey, I, you know, I can write a check, and that's pretty simple mm-hmm. to to, to kind of do that way. And and so I think it's valuable not just to show people that everyone has a role, but also like just to get people thinking about like there's are certain areas that might be easy for me to give, but God's asking you to love him with everything that he's given you. And, 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 you know, to some extent, everyone, everyone has those time, talent and resources and it's, it might be time to reevaluate. Well, I'm just kind of on autopilot at this point and I haven't really evaluated other areas where I could be contributing or maybe, you know, I'm contributing in one area and that and I'm good to go. Um, and, and so, so I hope that this series just kind of helps maybe just get people thinking and having that conversation and just, and, and not to, to guilt people into saying, you know, you need to be doing better, but more so just kind of offering that opportunity to see that, you know, it, it's something that we get to do. God, you know, gives us this opportunity to to serve him and love him and be connected with him. And, and so, so I hope, um, hope oh, and even if it's just little small steps that can have a huge impact, like it doesn't have to be, you know, Tomorrow, when you you know, or Monday when you wake up, suddenly I'm an entirely new person or different person, and everything about my life has changed. But I think that's where people can get stuck, and I might I myself get very stuck in this of it's got to be something big, like the little things I'm not as interested in, you yeah. know, like you know from from workout plans to diets. You're to an all in kind of guy, whatever it might Brady. be. It's, <laughs> well, but a lot of times I think it's like it's gotta be the big thing. And if it's not the big thing, well, the little thing's not worth doing. So then nothing gets done. But, but, but yeah, I just hope people are encouraged that, Hey, just little steps, just little things. God can do incredible work with just little, little steps, little changes, little things here and there. So I've noticed the biggest, the biggest changes in my life
0: and my family's lives as well is when we get a little uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. with, with how we spend our time or, or what we give. Yeah. Um, and it's always, it's always a, a concern. It's like, ah, uh, can we do it? Um, and then it always yields. And it might be something something simple. Yeah. Like, can we make time on Saturday to go um, volunteer at a survey? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. Seeing you guys at the, uh, open door yeah. mission that you know a couple of weeks ago and that was just a neat event all, all around it really
0: was in, in a necessary thing too but you know like getting our kids up early on a saturday morning mm-hmm. and like what what would possibly be like a fight necess- yeah. you know like oh, it could yeah. be like oh we don't want to do that or like we don't to be screaming at our kids to take them to a sermon.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: you know or like <laughs> forcing them into it um but but yeah you know just just taking the time and like okay looking at the day like oh my gosh we are jam packed. Yeah, how are we going to make time to drive downtown and back, spend a couple hours there? How's this going to work? And that really is a simple thing. It's a simple thing to do. Yeah, and yet we, I, um, can make that complicated and look at like, oh man, I don't know if this is going to work out. Um, but then just the blessing of it,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: mm-hmm. how it blesses others. That's that's the obvious thing. But you know, how it can even bless us to uh, to make that that not super easy choice. Right? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It makes me think about pastor's point about the, the joyfulness that you bring that gift to God with and how, um, I know. I think a lot of times we, we tend to get God, give God our leftovers of, you know, the, the schedule's packed mm-hmm. and maybe we can squeeze in. Um, I, I can't remember where I read this recently, but there was this idea that, um, you know, our, our lack of time spent with God is not necessarily a time question. It's a priority question of how are you stacking in those events. And some things are necessary. Like I mean, you have there's just certain things you have to do. Obviously, you know, you gotta gotta go to work. You say you gotta get the kids to school. I mean, there's just things that have to happen. But um, but yeah, I, th- I think just how are we are we giving God our leftovers? Or are we joyfully saying God? I'm, I'm going to plug you in first in the schedule that, you know, my time is valuable certainly, but, but I want to, I, I, I'm so excited to give you the best of my time, the first of my time. Mm-hmm. And and I just, yeah, not easy to do, but but I get excited thinking about what that could look like. And, um, and I think somehow God kind of multiplies your time in a way. I, f- I feel like I've seen that happen over and over in my life that like somehow, like, if I start my day with, uh, you know, with Scripture or some time in prayer, which does not happen as, as often as I'd like it to, um, somehow God gives me that time back. Like, not that He magically turns the clock back, but somehow, you know, a meeting will fall through, and now I'll suddenly have this extra time I didn't think I was going to have. Or I know somehow, you know, I, I think God is faithful and and, you know, I, I don't want it to sound too prosperity gospel ish, sure. like if you do this God'll give you back mm-hmm. all these other things. But but some it's interesting how I've seen that happen in my own life, that God usually gives you that time back in some way or another. Um and there's there's this quote that uh Martin, I think I'm pretty sure it's Martin Luther says this. That like, you know, each day he's like, I, I pray for two hours or something like that. He's like, but on those days that I know are going to be especially busy and especially difficult, I pray for three. You know, <laughs> just because he's like, I know I'm going to need that time with God yeah. to to give me the power to get through that. And it's it's kind of that doesn't seem like it makes sense, but somehow with God it does. And yeah, yeah. No,
0: I, get yeah. I get that. I get that. I've experienced the same thing. You know, He always provides not a prosperity gospel thing but he always provides um he's always good mm-hmm.
1: and yeah.
0: you know if we if we're making him our priority and our focus everything else simplifies yeah i think yeah. everything else is simplified and it's it's easier you know you just have the right perspective um when you're making him the priority um you know justin said Stop and think about the joy that God gets from mm. how mm-hmm. we how we give. Yeah, um, and to focus on that, even I think is is a really important thing. Um, it's kind of difficult to even <laughs> conceptualize, I suppose. Yeah, like am I, how can I make God joyful?
1: Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's. I like that he
0: said that because I, I've never really thought of it in that way. You know, yeah. Like, what I'm doing brings, I you know, I want to give Him glory. Mm-hmm. In in and what I do and what I give and what I bring mm-hmm. to Him, but a joyful God is not something that I necessarily
1: yeah. have thought about before. Yeah, you know? that is cool to to bring that thought in because yeah, I think for a lot of people, I know for me, that's not something I think about a lot. I, I get this analogy to my mind of like a parent. Like, I, I mean, I I would envision God getting joy out of us making those decisions that he know are going to be fruitful in our lives. Like I think about with my kids, like, you know, I, I want to bless them. Like I want to, I want to take you off for ice cream or I want to go do something fun with you. But then you make a bad decision and it's like, ah, I, I really can't because I don't, you know, I don't want to make you think that it's okay to, you know, you got in trouble at school. And so now it's like, ah, you know, we reward that probably shouldn't do that. But like, but the joy I feel when I'm like, they make a good decision or like, you know, do something for the right reasons. Or, I mean, I, I can't help but think that God and his fatherly role has kind of similar joy. Maybe I, I, you know, I, it's, you know, hard to, hard to put God in a box and imagine exactly what he, what he's thinking or, or, but, but yeah, I, I would think that I would ho- hope, or uh, in my belief that that's maybe how that kind of plays out sometimes is, is like, he's just like cheering us on, like, Oh, that, Great decision. Yes. Like, I, I love that you did that and um, and doing it for the right reasons, having given him our heart like we talked about on Sunday. Yeah, but.
0: I think it, it's, it might be important for us to talk about why we're in the midst of this Yeah, Dream Big um, series and campaign. You know, we have been around for six years. We just celebrated our sixth anniversary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have been... A nomadic church, right? <laughs> so we've worshipped in three different spaces. Um, first being Noah's Event Center, which is no longer a thing. Um, then moving all the way south to Tiburon, um, both instances where we did pop-up church. Mm-hmm. Get up early in the morning, uh, bring everything in the building, set it up, do worship uh, for a couple of times, and then tear everything down and put it back away, right? Yeah. Um, and, and now just this past February we've been blessed with the opportunity uh, thanks to a lot of hard work uh, from volunteers quite frankly um, flipping family <laughs> notably <laughs> yeah, for sure um, that uh, that we've been able to worship now since February in this space that we can call our own um, here at uh, in Elkhorn um, but The Dream Big campaign uh, is—I say—largely focused on, but yeah, it really is um, the land at 192nd and Dodge, um, where we'll ultimately be building um, Mm -hmm. the church building. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people might be thinking, "Well, you just moved here, right? You just built the space out for worship. You know, why now?" Uh, I think it's important for people to understand why it is that we're doing what we're doing mm-hmm. um, and that there's, there's purpose behind it. You know, Justin said that um, we're not talking about a building here. A mm-hmm. you know, building doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, the ministry of Grace Hill and by the grace of God, what we're able to accomplish um, for his kingdom um, is, is the point. And this space we're in now was never meant to be our forever home. Mm-hmm. We knew that it was going to be a temporary thing, but still allow us to accomplish quite a bit in this community and, uh, and, and grow, not just for the sake of, of the numbers of people who are, um, showing up, but for those who are truly being impacted, um, and growing in their faith or, um, coming to their faith
1: mm-hmm. through the
0: ministry here at Grace Hill. And so this was always meant to be a temporary place and, to that point, you know, we started here in February with two services. We've already now moved to three services, mm-hmm. and um, and we expect that um, we might have to grow even you know more um, before we before we ultimately move to what would be um, a new building at 192nd and Dodge. Mm-hmm. And so, it's important for sure that that um, that we focus on the ministry. And making sure we're we're following God's lead here, but to have a space to impact the community, which eighty percent of the community is non-churched, unaffiliated, Mm -hmm. um, and twenty percent of the community um, considers you know going to church once or twice a month, um, Mm -hmm. regular. You know, we're not we're not uh, just thinking about the numbers of people who are showing up. We're thinking about the hearts that are impacted. Um, the people that are giving their hearts to God, giving their all and, uh, and being impacted in that way. So mm-hmm. just yeah. curious about what your thoughts are, because it's, it's tough. It's like, yeah, we're building a, a building in, in Elkhorn, Nebraska. Yeah. Like it's, it's expensive, you know, and, and yeah. why now since we just moved here?
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, just practically speaking, there are obvious reasons for it. You know, you talked about just already our 930 service is at capacity and will there be a need to add a fourth service and then i think what comes along with that is you know volunteers can get burned out staff can get burned out that's a lot of extra uh things to to organize and, and manage and things like that so i think from practically speaking it makes sense to to um you know be able to you know build and and, and design and, and have a place that's larger that allows us to to be able to pour into more ministry because i mean if you're doing four services with a staff of four i mean just getting sunday done is is a huge process and 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 it has taken us away from the opportunity to pour into other ministries that that we would love to have that there's a need for that people have approached us about and asked hey what about this and what about this and it's i mean it gets you excited just hearing people interested in that stuff but it's like you know it get, you get kind of spread thin a little bit, so, so I'm excited about that. But just practically speaking, but I think what what I've really enjoyed about Dream Big is just throughout the process, it's been not so much pushed out as a um, building project, but as a discipleship journey for our church, and how you know again, money can be such a, a big topic and and just resources can be such a big topic. And a lot of times where our treasures, that's where our heart is. But the the process though, because of that, what's all tied to that, I think it drives us towards deeper discipleship because it kind of hits us where it hurts or it hits us where it counts in a way. And so the big kind of mantra that we've talked about through this dream big is um, before God does something through us, he'll do something in us. And so really, and and genuinely from the board and from the staff and everybody who's involved, we we believe that this is true, that the the more important thing about Dream Big is how God is going to change our hearts through the process of of just driving us to deeper reliance on Him, deeper trust and confidence in what He's going to do. And, um, you know, we have these plans in our mind of this is what it'll look like, this is what it'll be, but Mm -hmm. also being mindful that this is God's Work. This is his mission, and and we're just thankful that we get to kind of be along for the ride. Yeah. And and I, I think you know when we look at those big plans we have, um, God is first doing something in our hearts to prepare us for that. Yeah. You know, the question would be, why didn't you just jump straight to a permanent building mm-hmm. instead of coming into a, a temporary space where we're at now? And and I think you know the answer to that would be, you know, God must have plans to do something in our hearts right here Mm -hmm. first so that we're ready to take that on. And, um, so that's what I've loved about this dream big is it's, it's more a discipleship journey driving our people into deeper reliance on God. And, um, the results will be the results, you know, the building will be what it is Mm -hmm. and, and that's exciting too. But I think what's more exciting is just, um, not just a building, but, but how that'll change our, our church on a deeper level
0: but. for sure. And and I, <clears throat> I love seeing the new people that, that we've seen since we've moved here to Elkhorn. Yeah. That, you know, who knows if we would have ever been able to, uh, to connect with them or reach them. Had we stayed at Tiburon until we had a building yeah. completely done? Uh, it's, it's so awesome, man. <laughs> like it's really, it's really different. It's you so know? exciting to see. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And God already knows, doesn't He? I mean, mm-hmm. He already knows the outcome of all this. He already knows yeah. um, what He'll accomplish through us, which yeah. is kind of crazy to think about. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just whether or not um, <laughs> we go along, you know, kicking and screaming, or or um, or skipping and dancing. Yeah, I suppose.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Is it, is it with joy or is it begrudgingly mm-hmm. that we follow his lead. And I think too, just I don't know if we've talked about this as much, but just where the the land where that building is planned to go, um, you know, it's it's kind of a new development out here in West Omaha, and I think it's I don't know, just a humbling experience that we get to put a church in the middle of that. Like yeah. that's going to kind of change the face of West Omaha and to some extent. You sure, know, I mean, this new development will have a lot of shops and a lot of businesses and a lot of commerce. And, and we get a bit of, put a church right in the smack dab middle yeah. of a ton of living units. And, and so, I mean, I, I just think that's just an incredible opportunity that God has given us.
0: Oh, for so. sure. You know, and, and right off a of Dodge, which is nice because um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy, easy for a lot of people to get to. And, and, one of the first, it'll be one of the first buildings in yeah. that development. Yeah. Yeah. in Avenue one, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Yeah, very
1: excited. I mean, I I can't sure.
0: wait and you know, I can't wait to see what God's going to do um and and not just uh beyond, right? But but also f- for you and me. Yeah. You know what he has what he has planned. Yeah. Um for sure. Know, humbly submit and try to listen. For sure. Ah. <sighs> Should we critique him anymore? Should we, did he miss anything? What did he, what, did he, what did he mess up? I mean, we listened to his sermon three times.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's always interesting to see that uh, that evolution over the services of, of what, what stays and what gets changed and that's what's new. And, and when we post the sermon each week, he usually picks the 930 service. Mm-hmm. That's usually the one that gets picked. But each one has kind of its own flavor or, or unique aspects to it. And, um so that's uh that's one thing I, I'm amazed at his ability to do that because like just this, this week I'll be preaching on Sunday and as I prepare for that, like I that scares scares me to death to like go up there and have have some options but not sure which ones are gonna get fitted in. Like mm-hmm. I mean for me, like all through the week I'll probably go through the sermon ten times so I know exactly what I'm planning to say. Mm-hmm so mine don't change as much. And that's not cause of skill. That's because of the fear I have of, you know, the way Justin can, can mold and shape a, a message, you know, based on who sh- who's there. And, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's a skill for sure. And it's uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's difficult to, to try to measure up um, or to compare. Um, he's been at this for a while
1: yeah you know? yeah yeah it's sort
0: of like sure. if i were to compare myself to the the artists who write perform the songs that we sing yeah. on sunday I yeah. better <laughs> i better not do that right because if i get up there and i was like they know what this sounds like yeah. or what
1: this is supposed to sound like I don't and know, this man. is what they're <laughs> working
0: with here is us so
1: but there's those songs that it's like i don't know i kind of like i kind of like our grace hill bands version better like when i hear it on the radio then it's like I don't know. Give no. give me Grace Hill Band, and I'm I'm happy. So. There goes my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Brady, yeah. you know what time it is? Ooh. What time is it? I think I do, but I... okay. Five five rapid fire questions. Now you okay. know the drill here. It's five questions I'm going to ask you. You don't know I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the The goal of this is for you to answer quickly and honestly, right? So you want to answer, so people get to understand a little bit more about who Brady is. Um, he's not just the intern who gets us coffee, you know. <laughs> he's a real he's a real person. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you for saying he's not that. he's not temp, you know, he's not temp. Um, so you got to answer quickly. You mm-hmm. can't think about your answer. He's got to answer now. he doesn't mean you have, your answer has to be short, mm-hmm. but. Number question uh, number one, question number one. In the midst of this dream big campaign, how much money do you give the church? No, I'm just joking. That's not it.
1: <laughs> the seat feels pretty hot all of a sudden. Show me, show me your bank statement, and show. Me. <laughs> how much pass? do you really love God? <laughs>
0: um, these are some questions that I've asked Justin in the past,
1: and so, mm-hmm. uh, what's your favorite food? Ooh, um, my favorite food is, um, <laughs> you're thinking, you're thinking probably chicken pad thai from Kona. Ooh. That's if, if there's ever a time we say, Hey, let's get some takeout. Like that would be the, the dish. I would say I really, I really like that. Pad thai yeah. is good. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? So I'm on a diet right now, which
0: seems kind of like perpetual, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Well, I know you like the beef sticks. Is that kind of yeah? Those are those are yeah. Those that? are
0: those are included. What I can't do is uh, like sweets and, and grains and dairy and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sweets can be a problem.
1: Man, that covers a wide range of stuff lot. you can't have. Wow, I know. Yeah. it's just the month
0: of October, so I'd be fine. Okay, pad Thai, love it. Okay, what scares Brady? What scares? You? What's your worst phobia?
1: Um. I mean, I, I guess there's probably two answers. I mean, heights have always kind of scared me. Like, um, like I have no interest in, you know, those bridges you see that are, like, glass bottom, mm-hmm. and, and you walk across, and it's like a 1,000-foot drop. Like, I, no, I have no interest in—or, like, out on a skyscraper, those, like, glass yeah, floors. Like in that you, yeah, Yeah, that you can look down. I, I just—I have no interest in doing anything like that. So, I mean, that's a phobia that comes to mind. But, but I think— just the biggest fear, the thing that like worries come to mind is like something happened to kids, you know I, I think that's that's the thing that oh, would wow. that yeah. would keep me up at night is like um you know are my kids safe or are they okay you know just mm-hmm. I, I think pre-parenthood, it, it would probably be more like heights or you know something else like that, but yeah. but post parenthood I think that's that's the thing that keeps you up at night. so what like, you're
0: saying is if your kid was stuck on um a ferris wheel You'd overcome your fear. You'd climb up that Ferris wheel and save her.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I think in that situation, again, you know, you hope you, when those situations arise, you hope you handle it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would not, by
1: the way. I'm afraid of heights, too. I'd yeah. let them. Like, suffer. Yeah. I'm not going to say. Oh, you. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my thought is, like, what good does it do for both of us to be up there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you want me to be scared, too? <laughs> yeah. That's no
0: good. I love it. Okay, so I've often said that you would make a great Batman, right? Okay. Because you, 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 you have the superhero jaw. You just do. Like, okay. you put the Batman <laughs> cowl mask and the and the whatever the that yeah. thing is. Maybe. You're Batman. Uh-huh. Okay. What superpower would you most want?
1: Not that Batman had any superpowers. He's just super rich. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I I think Batman's my favorite superhero. Just Mm. because I've always thought like the... Are you
0: kidding me? It's all coming together.
1: The flying, like those are things that are unrealistic, right? Like flying or like, you know, Superman can breathe on things and freeze. You know, just like stuff like that. It's like I guess that'd be cool, but like practically speaking, how would you use that? Like if you could fly, could you really like, I don't know, could you actually do that normally or would it, like people would be like... (laughs) I I don't know. I just so, so I think Batman's my favorite superhero just because it's more practical. Like his I don't know his his martial martial arts skills and his his strength strength and, and just and, maybe and the way he uses his I the way know. that he loves vengeance. Yeah, are you yeah. vengeful, Brady? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> No, what makes Brady so. vengeful? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go deep. Uh, well, I guess tying it to phobias, messing with my kids. that Oh, yeah, well, boy. Yeah. There you yeah, go, be, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> you better be kind <laughs> to but, the girls. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's why I like Batman because it just seems more like that could actually happen versus like Man of Steel or, yeah. I don't know, like Laser Eyes or like what would you actually use that for? <laughs> Super speed. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Of that. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. No, I'm with you. But By the way,
0: Batman. Yeah. Number one. Oh yeah. Uh, so on the entertainment theme, who's your favorite TV character?
1: Who's it going to be? Don't think. The first thing that comes to mind is Ted Lasso. Never seen it. Oh man, you should see Ted Lasso. Like, uh, yeah, Jason Sudeikis yeah. is just—he's uh, just like. Uh, do you know the premise of the show at all? Or
0: I know that he's a soccer coach.
1: Yeah, so he's like a kind of a he's failed from, American a southern, football coach. Okay. And he's, yeah, he's like from Kansas okay. or something. I don't know the exact details. But, yeah, this, to spite, the, the owner of the soccer club, mm-hmm. to spite her ex-husband, <laughs> brings on this no-name coach that has no business being there. Okay. And like, he kind of wins the hearts of everyone just with his kind of, um, just. Southern charm. Unbelievable kindness and charm. Oh, really? And yeah, and just, uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of fun. He has a ton of these, like, quick sayings that are, they just stick with you. But yeah, it's Ted Lasso. He's my favorite TV really? character. Right check now. it out. So, he's, yeah.
0: a, he's a funny guy. I, yeah. One of my favorite things, it's a dumb it's a dumb thing, but he was on SNL for years, you know, and, and there was a, a skit called What's Up With That? <laughs> with, uh, oh man, what's that kid's name? He's not a kid anymore. Anyway, What's Up With That? And he was, his sole purpose, Jason Sudeikis, his sole purpose on What's Up With That was... When the host of the, of the skit would start singing, he'd, yeah. Sudeikis would come out and he'd start dancing. And he, was wearing, he wore a track suit. So yeah. it would be like the, um, the Cabbage Patch and the Running Man. Like oh, those were okay. the dance yeah. moves.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know what's so funny about it. <laughs> it's like Red Adidas oh, track yeah. suit. he just come out and start doing the Running Man. It's yeah. really... I, I, I can see it in my mind right now. I, yeah, yeah he's, he's a good actor.
0: Yeah. Right? Um, Last question: What's your favorite thing about being in ministry? Now,
1: for those of you who mm-hmm.
0: don't know, Brady, tell them a little bit about how you came to Grace Hill, and in, now see I'm giving you some time to think about it. But yeah, <laughs> um, but the change that you made with your career, your profession.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess my my first career that I had was optometrist. I was an optometrist for about six years, and is that um, a real doctor, Brady? uh it depends on who you ask okay. depends on who you ask so <laughs> i was yeah so uh it, <laughs> enjoy it was good uh good career um enjoyed working with with people and and working on their eyes and that's another thing where i that that was i loved optometry school i loved learning about how all that stuff works and and i mean when you start studying the eye and you really start thinking about how amazing a creator that god is i mean just how it all works and how is it possible that this all it, it all works the way it does but um but yeah so uh, <clears throat> So a few years, uh, you know, several years into that career, I just kind of started feeling God tugging on my heart. And I think I mentioned before, even back to my time at, in college, where I thought about being a school teacher, I think ministry was always something kind of on my mind Mm -hmm. a little bit, but I, I kind of squashed it away. Um, I, I, didn't want to do that. I, I was surrounded by people I went to Concordia University in Seward and was just surrounded by a ton of people doing ministry mm-hmm. and loved those people, but just wasn't interested in doing it myself. And and I think that was the beginning of when God started working on my heart. And then, you know, several years into optometry, he starts really working on my heart again. And uh, just again I tried to squash it and, and put those thoughts away because, you know, I tried to run away at first for sure um but I finally came to a point where I just I could not ignore these kind of thoughts that God was putting on my heart to mm-hmm. to look into ministry and and just just little subtle things um I think one of the biggest changes was I started uh, reading God's word more more consistently and and st- still I yeah I mean I wish I was more consistent than I am but it was really amazing to me to see how just that time in God's word and time in prayer with Him really started to change my heart to where things that I previously wanted nothing to do with, now I was really excited about and wanted to do them. And and I just I, I walked away from that experience just really amazed at how true it is that through God's word there's power there that that He can really change hearts and 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 you know in in a powerful way. And so um, just um. As I was kind of thinking about these things, it just so happened that um, Pastor had a few messages about, like, you know, there's a shortage of people in ministry. And, and, you know, the way that we're going to be able to, you know, make Grace Hill work is to raise people up from within. And it just felt like in those messages he was talking directly to me just because the way God had been working on my heart and um, it wasn't long after those messages him and I met and we had a few conversations and um, thought hey this is something that that we could do and ultimately uh, joined staff kind of as a trial period for for six months I I worked part-time optometry and part-time church staff with Grace Hill and uh, things worked out I I loved it and and then ultimately went full-time staff and then (coughs) Um, shortly after that, we decided to do this SMP program, which is a, a ministry program through our, our seminary in St. Louis. Uh, most of my classes are done from a distance. And then a couple times a year I'm on campus for like a week long intensive course. Um, but it's four year program. You do one class at a time. And I've got a group of about 14 other men from across the country that are in my class with me. And, um, it, it's been a great experience to, 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 Get that camaraderie with them. It's been a great experience at Grace Hill growing into the staff position and, and excited about what the future will hold for that. So yeah.
0: So now what's your favorite thing about being in ministry? Um
1: kinda <clears throat> Well you're better than Justin last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's I, really struggling. I was listening to that. He I forgot to pour the honey down my throat. Uh, squeeze <laughs> I, a bean. I, I should have, yeah. <laughs> um But I think my favorite thing about ministry, and it's something I haven't gotten fully into yet, but um, I'm currently doing uh, Stephen ministry training. And I think just uh, I've always kind of liked the idea of counseling people or, or just I love just listening to people's stories and just maybe... Helping them to kind of work through their own story, um, and and just going through some of those classes so far. Uh, pastor Lloyd, retired pastor here at Grace mm-hmm. Hill Church, is doing an incredible job getting our Stephen Ministry program going up, getting up and going. But I, that's that's what excites me is just the opportunity to to walk alongside and with people. And and mm-hmm. I tend to be more of a smaller group person, mm-hmm. like maybe not as much as as a as a large group, but one on one and small group ministry is really what I kind of gravitate towards and enjoy. So yeah, yeah that's,
0: that is a no brainer answer. Um, I, I, if you wouldn't have said that, I would have said that that for me is my favorite thing about your involvement wow. here in grace Hill is that you have a heart for people. Um, you are a, an incredibly good listener and right. I, and I don't, not just from my own experience, but I observe it. Hmm. I observe when pe- people wow. Thank you want to come it, to wow. you and they want to talk to you. And, and, uh, we know that, uh, this is a time, um, in, in our society, where people might be struggling with things, and uh, need uh, need an ear, a shoulder, not just a counselor, um, or a, or even therapy, but they just need somebody to talk to, you know, mm-hmm. who they can trust. Yeah, uh, and, and that that's something that that you certainly bring to the table. So I'm so super thankful for you, man. Wow, um, you. it's been great. I'm it's super thankful for you. you too. I Absolutely. Appreciate that. Um, well, and. We have uh, an opportunity for you to come to Grace Hill as well. Uh, meet Brady, uh, get to get an opportunity to go bend his ear a little bit, um, because like he just said, it's something he enjoys. Uh, we're at 20275 Honeysuckle Drive in Elkhorn, and we worship three times on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. There's room for you at every service, and so uh, don't feel like you need to be picky or choosy. We have um, a very welcoming uh, church, um, and we know that, uh, that you'll be welcomed in for sure. So thank you, Brady. Thanks for filling yeah, in thank today. You. It's yeah. been nice talking with you, <laughs> and uh, we'll look forward to having Justin back. And maybe, who knows, maybe you'll replace him on this podcast
1: right we'll, we'll see we'll see so i don't know the, the seat is uh, a a little little hotter than i thought it was going to be so i i'm happy to it's also a little shorter to hand that back. <laughs> yeah. i'm but, gonna edit that out <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good with guest appearances but, but I, I look forward to giving the seat back to Justin, So uh, well thanks again yeah appreciate Thank it. you yeah